sitting at your table. Your children gather around the Father's table to hear a word from you. And we thank you that what the Father serves is bread. The Father serves the bread of life, and the bread of life is Jesus Christ. So we are about to partake of the bread of life. So when Jesus says man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, what comes out of God's mouth is bread, the word. And the word was made flesh. And Jesus Christ is the word. So Holy Spirit, may there be an anointing upon me to deliver your word to your sheep, God. I pray that their ears would be open and their hearts would receive this message, God. We pray for the soil of their hearts, the many kinds of soils out there, God. But Lord, would you make this the soil that's ready to receive the word of God and produce 100-fold returns, God? Would you take the cares off the wor- of this world away from their minds right now so they can receive the word. Take away the the hunger that they're experiencing right now so that they can receive the word. I think that there will be no distractions, God. As your holy word goes forth, we honor it and we honor you and we bless you in Jesus' name. And church, can you say amen? We just came out of a study called Your Kingdom Come. And the finale of that is that we learned that we have roles in the kingdom of God. We are sons, we are kings, and we are priests. Can you repeat after me? I am a son, a king, and a priest. So these are the roles that God has given you. And if you do not familiarize yourself with the word of God, then you won't have any idea of who you are in God. See, God is requiring some things from us, and the thing that is requiring from us is that we do the thing that he assigned us to do in this earth, which is to be his ambassadors and representatives and reconcilers. Can you raise your hand if you know someone that does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord, a family member, a neighbor, a coworker. All right. So that tells me that as long as you know someone that doesn't know Jesus, then you've got work to do because we are reconcilers. We have a message that we tell the world, which is come back to God, all right? So as we cross over into 2024, knowing now that we have a kingly role, a priestly role, and that we are sons of God, we've got to make sure our hearts are right. Because your heart, if your heart is off, your life is off. We've got to make sure our hearts are clean and our hearts are pure. If you set sail and you're, you're sailing just one degree off or two degrees off, you can miss your destination entirely, all right? So we need to focus on having a clean heart and a right spirit, and today's message is entitled, Guard Your Heart. So um, I've got a story for you. This is called the dryer story. So um, my wife has been uh, uh, doing laundry for a long time, 20 years for our family. God bless her. 20 years of laundry. And she recently told me that, um, not recently, she's been telling me for months that the dryer is taking way too long to dry, taking like two and three loads three times to dry everything in it, and that's not normal. And she said it's putting me behind. What is it putting her? Behind, right? So you want to get ahead, but it's putting her behind. 
So she was persistent that this is abnormal, all right? And so I looked into it a little bit, and every once in a while, the dryer would stop, and the towels and everything would still be damp, and there would be an error code on there that said D90. And I don't really know what that meant. I just pull out the thing and take off the lint and throw it away and hit start again to keep it moving, all right? And so... My wife is persistent. How many husbands have persistent wives, right? If you just got punched in the stomach, let me know so I can pray for you, all right? We've got persistent wives. So she's like, listen, something is wrong. I will call them myself. Get somebody out here. So before calling the professionals and spending money, I said, well, let me just, let me try hard this time, right? So pull the dryer out from the wall, pull, pull out the, um, the, off the vent, look in that to try to clean it out myself, get the, um, you know, you had to go to YouTube. So I got the leaf blower and put that into the vent and begin to blow it out. So I'm thinking, okay, that's good enough. So I hook it all back up. I say, honey, I've did it. Uh, it should be fine now. But it wasn't, right? So I had to call in the professionals. So I called them in, and they began to look at it. And I said, every once in a while, there's an error code that says D90, right? And he said, well, what that means is that your vent is 90% blocked. I'm like, oh, man. So that can really cost us, people of God, if we don't know what the error code is on our heart, if we don't understand what's really happening and that we can't take care of it ourselves, then we can be in trouble. So they begin to take the dryer apart at the front, pull out lint, and then they crawl in the crawl space, which I did myself as well to make sure that the vent uh, was hooked up to the outside. And they said, what's happened is over time, since your vent is in a crawl space, it draws moisture. And all the lint that is in there is, is, is heavy and won't blow out and is compacted. They said, you're getting some airflow, but the vent can be, a vent this big can be filled up that much and it's just blowing out over the top, right? And so they replaced some of the vents and uh, cleaned it out for us, and now we are good to go. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 27. It says this, My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Can you say this with me? I must guard my heart. Now, in real life, if that had been the condition of a natural heart, sometimes they call that the widow maker. Sometimes they say, you know what, that your arteries are clogged 90% and they've got to go in and they've got to do work, maybe a bypass, all right? But when it comes to your spiritual life, we can't afford to be off with our heart because just like a ship that sets course for a different destination, if you're off a little bit, you can miss the whole thing. So when it comes to the kingdom of God, if we're off a little bit, we can miss the whole thing. Is that biblical? Yes, for the Bible says that there is a way that seems right to a man. But the end of it leads to death. Church, you can be off just a little bit and miss the whole thing. 
So we've got to make sure that our hearts are pure and our hearts are clean. Not because we say so or we can appear to be clean, but because God says that we are clean. So in the Bible, the definition of heart, and this came from uh, my uh, Strong's Dictionary, When you see the word heart in the Bible, it's not always talking about the physical heart, but the spiritual heart, which means the inner man, the mind, the will, the soul, your inner part, your knowledge, your thinking, your reflections, your inclinations, your resolution, your determination or will, your conscience. It is the headquarter of your appetites, the headquarter of your passions. So If you have an appetite that is unholy, unpure, it's because of the heart, right? And we need to have our hearts cleaned, and we have to guard our heart so that we will not be sidetracked. Let's go to verse 24. We're in Proverbs still, chapter 4. It says this, Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Make out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. So what are we guarding our hearts from? What clogs the vents? How many here want pure hearts? Every single one of us should want a pure heart. So here's what you have to look out for. When it came to my dryer, it was because of the sweaters and the blankets and the towels and the hoodies. And we've got a dog and you know what that means, right? So all that stuff gets into the dryer and blocks the vent and the dryer doesn't work in the way that it should. How many know that dryers can catch on fire? And the reason that dryers catch on fire is sometimes they've got so much of that lint buildup. And if you save that stuff for you campers out there, if you save the, 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 uh, the, the, the lint from the dryer, that's a great fire starter. I'm telling you, if you pack it up and save it, and you can start a fire easily with that stuff. So as sin builds up in our heart, right, we've got to be careful that it doesn't set our own lives ablaze. We've got to make sure that our hearts are pure and our hearts are clean. And here's what the writer of Proverbs, who was Solomon, said. Here's what we must protect our hearts from. Here's what clogs our vents. Number one is perverse talk and corrupt speech. So when you talk in a way that is not godly, when you talk in a way that is not righteous, it can clog your vents whether that be cursing or crude jokes, whether that be negativity that comes out of your own mouth. I'll never be anything. I can't do this. I can't do that. Be very careful of the words that come out of your mouth because it can clog your heart. And the Bible tells us that we need to guard our heart because out of it flow the very issues of life. Let's go to Luke chapter 6, verses 44 through 45. And here's what it says. For every tree is known by its fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So what does this mean? It means this. Our speech is an 
indicator of the condition of our heart. How many have ever driven a car and had a light come on in the car before, right? Whether it be change your oil, low tire pressure, whatever it might be. So the indicator there's a problem in our heart is what comes out of our mouth. So if you, if you have nasty speech, if you, if, you, if you use foul language, if you're negative, if you're mean, if you're angry, if you're bitter, and all these words come out of your mouth, all the, all the mouth is is a spigot for the heart. So whatever's in the heart is going to come up out of the mouth. How many of, of you right now are thinking, ooh, Lord, all right, help me, right? This is what this message is for. This is not a message of condemnation. This is a message that says 2023 is coming to an end, and we need to make sure that we don't bring anything into 2024 that needs to be left behind, right? So we need to say, Lord, purify my heart. So I used to cuss. I used to say nasty jokes. I used to say nasty things. I used to sing along to the world's music. When they cussed, I cussed. So all these words used to come out of me. Why? Because they were in my heart. So that's why you got to be careful of the kind of music you listen to, the kind of movies you watch, because you're pouring all of that stuff into your heart. And what the heart really is, is the mind of your soul. So we've got to be very careful about that. Number two, the thing that clogs our hearts, the vents of our hearts, as, as found in Proverbs, it says this, Wandering eyes, which is a failure to look straight ahead and see what's coming. Now, I don't know about you, but I can waste some time on TikTok. I can waste some time on ESPN. I can waste some time on, on looking this way and looking that way. Church, say this with me. Wandering, Wandering. eyes. Wandering eyes clogs our heart. When you look away from God at things that are unpure, they begin to go directly into your stream and they begin to clog your heart. And you might think, you might think that nothing's wrong with you. That's why it's called a widow maker, because many people don't even know their hearts are clogged, but the next thing you know, boom, life is gone. So listen to me. It doesn't start with adultery. It doesn't start with uh, stealing from your employer. It starts with these evil thoughts that begin to progress over time, and then all of a sudden you find yourself in death. The marriage is dying. The finances are dying. Why? Because we've got a wandering eye. That's the reason many of us have money problems. We've got a wandering eye. We go to the store, all you needed was eggs. But now all of a sudden you got a new air fryer and you got this and you got that. Why? Wandering eyes, right? So we've got to stay focused. Church, can you say focus? We've got to stay focused. If we want to keep our hearts pure before God, we cannot have wandering eyes. We must look straight ahead. Where must we look? Straight ahead. Where must we look? Straight ahead. So when it comes to keeping your heart pure before God, you've got to look straight ahead. You've got to know where you're walking. You've got to know who you're serving, and you can't be easily distracted. Let's get some Bible for that. Let's go to Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 14, and it says this. You can enter God's kingdom only. Church, can you say only? only. Come on, this is, your, this is the Bible talking here. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, 
and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow or straight, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. So listen to me. The, the, the way to the kingdom of God is very narrow, right? And you've got to keep your eyes on the road. I don't know how many of you have ever dri driven in the mountains where there are no guardrails, right? You've got to be very careful. I know Angie does some hiking in the mountains. I, I highly doubt you're looking at your phone very much while you're hiking, right? Because you can fall off a mountain. So we've got to be very careful. How many want to go to the kingdom of God? Every single one of us should have our hands up. But the Bible says it's hard to get there. The way is very very narrow and straight. So we can't afford to take our eyes off the road or the king of the road. We've got to keep our focus on him. But there are very, there are very many distractions. Very many distractions. But we cannot afford to be distraction, distracted because what does it say? You can enter God's kingdom only. So What's the next thing that causes us to have our hearts or our lives clogged? Because remember this, a clogged heart equals a clogged life, right? So you, your natural life may be going very well. I don't have many complaints. I feel good, right? Money in the bank, got a good job, nice car. But your spiritual life could be D90. Remember what D90 is? That was the error code on my dryer where 90% of it was clogged. We thought that we had life, but there were signs of the dryer not working. It shouldn't take three times to, to dry a load of towels. That's a sign, right? Okay, so do you have any signs in your life right now that are D90, right? Are you telling me that you go off on your wife or you go off on your kids the very first time? Like there is no grace that you just go straight to anger. Just woke somebody up. Straight to anger. That's an error code. Church say error code. Are you telling me that you've got to look at every woman that walks by or every man that walks by? Church, can you say error code? Are you telling me that we can spend more time on social media and, and television than we do in our own Bibles? Church, can you say error code? Are you telling me that we spend more time worrying than we do praying? Church, say error code. So these are some signs that we ignore because I was ignoring my wife for a very long time. She's not in here, is she? I was ignoring her for a very long time. She was telling me it's not drying right. So the Holy Spirit is just like my wife. And the Holy Spirit will tell you, listen, something's not right with you. I'm trying to tell you there's an error code. I'm trying to tell you that you're wasting your time and you're wasting your life. I'm trying to tell you that Jesus is soon to come and you are not on the straight gate. You're not going the straight way. That's the beauty of the Holy Spirit. That's the beauty of our helpmate. Adam, um, God created Eve for Adam as a helpmate. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit for us as a helpmate, a helper. So we should listen to the Holy Spirit when we see these signs in our life that the dryer vents are clogged, that our spiritual life is clogged. The next thing that happens for us to know that there's something going wrong with our hearts is this. 
A failure to map out the straight path to God for your life and stay on it. Here's our problem as the church. We've got all this information. We know all these Bible verses. We know all these songs. We know the right way. But when it comes to actually doing it full time and staying on it, sometimes we falter. Please don't make me feel bad. How many of that? That's you too. You, you know the right thing to do, but you don't always do it. Any, anyone else guilty, right? How about less of that in 2024? How many are willing to believe for that, right? I want to see less of that in 2024. I want to know the path, and I want to stay on it, and I want to see God move on my behalf as I am obedient to walk in the way that he's laid before me. So again, another way that we can tell our spiritual heart is clogged, our life is clogged is... A failure to map out the straight path to God for your life and stay on it. So if you had financial trouble in 2023, you've got you to quickly do this. You've got to say, nope, in 2024, I want sound biblical truth when it comes to money, and I'm going to make sure that I follow it. If you had health problems in 2023, get in the word of God and begin to see that the body is our temple and that we're supposed to care for it. And yes, the Bible says that uh, physical exercise profiteth little, but it still does profit. It wouldn't help us, it wouldn't hurt us to take a walk sometime, right? I'm talking to me too, don't get mad at me, right? It wouldn't hurt you to make your cheeseburger a single instead of a double sometime. Right? Come on. This body is our temple, okay? And we've got to take care of it because whatever you sow into it is what you will receive from it. So if you take good care of your body, then you will have a body that can take care of you. Let me keep going because, man, you look mad. All right, Psalms chapter 119, verses 105 through 106. Remember, our hearts can be clogged. Our spiritual life can be clogged if we don't guard our heart against what? A failure to map out the straight path to God for your life and stay on it. Wan, uh, Wandy and Brett, Wandy, oh my gosh. Brandy and Wes, right? Hi, guys. All right. They had been coming up for months saying, hey, your marriage matters, right? And gave us a path to walk. I said, do this for a week. Bless your wife. And you blessed him, right? So that's how you have a prosperous marriage. That's how you have anything in your life be prosperous is when you map it out using the word of God and stay on it. Let's go to Psalms 119, 105 through 106. And it says this. This is what David said according, about the word of God. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn and confirmed that I will keep your righteous judgments, right? That's what it should sound like when it comes to living the Bible for your life. You should map out a way that God has said, whether it be your finances, your relationships, your health, and then stay on it. And listen to what David said. I have sworn and confirmed that I will keep your righteous judgments. Finally, the last thing that clogs our heart that we must guard from is this. Getting sidetracked and following after what God calls evil. Breaking the Lord's commandments. A failure to love him with all of our heart. Now, if he says, love me with all of your heart, I wonder what he means, how much he wants, right? All of it, right? So if we can look back at 2023 and say, you know what? 
I, I mean, I love God, but as far as all my heart, I, I wouldn't say all, right? So we've got a decision to make. If we want to enter into the kingdom and have all that he has for us, we've got to be obedient to what he says. And the thing that clogs our heart is when we get sidetracked and begin to follow after things God calls evil and break God's commandments because that is a failure to love him with all of our heart. Let's go to Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. It says this, and this is talking to believers. That's what you have to understand. The Bible is talking to you. We always want to use it against the world, but it's talking to us. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. So here we go. The Bible's telling us where to look. Since you have been raised to life with Christ, set your sights on the reality of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. It even tells us what to think about. The Bible is so in tune with where we need to be. That's why we need to read it and receive it. Verse 2 tells us this. This will keep your heart pure and clean. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in his glory. So put to death. So here's what, here's what the lint of the heart sounds like. Listen to this. So put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking within you. So when the people from the appliance store cut out the old vent and brought it out of the crawl space. He handed it to me and said, feel this. Do you know how light this should be? I said, yes. And he gave it to me. I was like, oh man, that is heavy, right? And so lint had clogged the lines. So you have a heart uh, which represents your mind and represents your life. And here are some of the things that can clog it. And God is saying, put these things to death, search them out and kill them, right? Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. So church, this is, message is so important. Again, Proverbs 4.23 says, Guard your heart above all else, why? For it determines the course of your life. So if your heart is off, you are off. If your heart is off, then you're going to miss the course. So God gives us his word to cleanse and purify our hearts and gives us instructions. Listen to this. 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. Listen, church, be very careful of this. It says, do not love the world or the sin that opposes God and his precepts, nor the things that are in this world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in this world, the lust and sensual craving of the flesh and the lust and longing of the eyes and the boastful pride of life, which is pretentious confidence and one's resources or in the stability of earthly things, these do not come from the Father, but are from the world. The world is passing away. The world is passing away. And with it, it's lust, the shameful pursuits and ungodly longings. But the one who does the will of God 
and carries out his purposes lives forever. So it's not about our will. It's about God's will for our life. Here's the picture you need to see. The more you make life about you, the more clogged your heart gets. The more it's about you, me, 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 the more your heart gets clogged. But to clean your heart, the Bible says, you must do the will of God and carry out his purposes and you will live forever. All right, let's look at three things and then we are done. We're going to look at three things, okay? We're going to look at the state of three hearts. We are sons, we are kings, and we are priests. And we're going to look at three examples of a son that had a wandering heart, a king, and a priest as well. Let's go to Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 19. So this is the story of the prodigal son. The prodigal son wanted his inheritance right away. He didn't want to wait till his father died. He said, give me what's mine. So he took the money. His father gave it to him. He ran off. And because his heart was wrong, right? If your heart's off, your life will be off. Say this with me. When your heart's off, your life's off. All right? So his heart was off. He asked for all his money, all his inheritance. And since his heart was off, he went and spent it all and a great famine came to the land, and he find, found himself to be wanting and poor. So he turned over his life to a pig farmer and began to work for that farmer, and he got so hungry that he wanted to eat what the pigs were eating. But the Bible in verse 17 says, when he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. So When you catch yourself with a clogged heart, when you catch yourself in sin, there is a way to clean the heart. And here's how it happens. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So what's it sound like uh, spiritually when, because our problem is this, sometimes our soul is stronger than the new spirit that God has given us. And if you focus on worldly things, then your soul power will be greater than the, the, the spirit's power within you, which is the Holy Spirit, right? So if you starve the spirit, then the soul will live, and then you'll desire earthly things all the time. So if you find yourself never reading the Bible, if, if this is the only spiritual life you have, then you're starving to death. If this is the only time you hear the Bible or sing worship songs or praise God, you're starving to death. It'd be no different than eating once a week naturally, right? So at some point, you've got to listen to the hunger of your spirit and reach for God. Here's what it sounds like. Psalms 42 verses 1 through 3. As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. Repeat after me. As the deer... Longs for streams of water, so I long for you, oh God, I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? See, that's what your spirit should be saying at all times. 
and that's, that's what your spirit really is saying at all times. But if your soul, if your own will and your own way is stronger than the spirit, then you'll never pick up that Bible. It's so easy to spend hours on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and television, but as soon as you open the Bible, you start at Psalms 1, you're asleep by Psalms chapter 1, verse 3. Why is that? Because our spirit man is so weak. And if you know anything about hearts, people that don't have weak heart, have strong hearts, they get tired easy, don't they? They can't do the work that they used to do. So if you can't pray and you can't read the Bible for a certain amount of time until you're full, then that shows me that, oh man, I got a D90 on my heart. I got an error code. Like, why isn't my heart longing for God? And so Psalms, uh, that, that psalm is a very beautiful psalm to remember. All right, so that's a son that has uh, a wandering heart. So if we look behind here, it says love, identity, faith, and eternal purpose. So how was this son's life affected, right? So he failed to love his father properly. He lost his sense of identity as a son. He put faith in himself alone, and then he wandered away from his purpose. Let's move on now to the wandering heart of a king. So David was supposed to be away at war, but instead he was at the palace. And as he was at the palace, he saw a woman taking a bath. He saw the woman taking a bath named Bathsheba, said, bring her to me. And he inquired about her, but they said, hey, that's Uriah's wife, king. But the king, it's the king. You do what the king says. So he brought the woman to him. They had relations. She got pregnant. Then David tried to hide it hide the pregnancy by inviting Uriah back from battle and saying, hey, take it easy, take a break. Go in, enjoy a feast and, and, and your wife as well. But Uriah had a clean heart. Church, say clean heart. This man said, there is no way I'm going to go in and enjoy my wife while my soldiers are sleeping in a field right now. And he slept on the floor uh, of, the, of the palace, of the, king, out, the, the outer door of the palace, all right? And so David got angry and said, okay. He sent a note to the warriors and said, the next time the battle's very intense, I want everybody to retreat from Uriah and let him be killed. And that's exactly what they did. Church, you say D90. This doesn't stand for David 90, right? But it is an error code. Like, man, this is, the, this is the same guy that wrote, the Lord is my shepherd with his heart. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, right? This David got an error code now. He's lusting. He's uh, murdering. And all these things are happening. Why? Because something clogged his heart. He was out of position as a king. You are kings as well in this earth for the kingdom of God. And you must make sure that nothing is clogging your heart. And here's the word that he got from the prophet Nathan. So God sent a prophet to Nathan, all right? Here's what it says, 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 1 through 10. So the Lord sent Nathan the prophet to tell David this story. Church, can you say error code? You see, sometimes when you're in error, you're so deep in it that you're like, you know what? I just got to run with this. Like, I've got to fix this, right? I've, I've messed this up. I can't even go to God. I feel so ashamed. I feel so dirty that I can't even make this right. 
And David did not repent for what he did. He just kept trying to hide it, right? So after Uriah died, Bathsheba went to a point of a period of mourning. And after that was over, he said, okay, now you come and be my wife. And he has still not repented. So, they, so God sent a prophet. Who did God send? A prophet. So God will send someone into your life eventually. If you refuse to repent, God will speak to you because he loves you that much. Not to call you out, not to put you on blast, but to say, you know what? You are wrong and hellfire is going to be your future unless you turn your heart back to me. What a God that loves you so much that David has done all this sin, but yet he says, no, I'm not going to let you stay here. Let's give God praise for that fact right there. I'm not going to let you stay here. You have sinned greatly against me, but I love you so much that I'm not going to let you stay here. And listen to what the prophet said. Kimberly, you can, oh, maybe not. So the Lord sent Nathan the prophet to tell David this story. There were two men in a certain town. One, okay, church, say error code. So sometimes we don't see our sin as nasty as we should see. You can see someone else's sin like, oh, man, that's just terrible. Look at them and what they're doing. But when it comes to what you're doing, uh, it's okay. We'll just brush that under the rug. So sometimes God will send a prophet to show you that you're, the, the error code, it, you're wrong, and it's really about you. There were two men in a certain town. One was rich and one was poor. The rich man owned a great many sheep and cattle. The poor man owned nothing but one little lamb he had bought. He raised that little lamb and grew it up with his children. It ate from the man's own plate and drank from his cup. He cuddled in his arms like a baby daughter. One day a guest arrived at the home of the rich man, but instead of killing an animal from his own flock or herd, he took the poor man's lamb and killed it and prepared it for his guests. David was furious. What was David? So the prophet just told him this story from God. And David's error code was so strong that, and, and actually, he was not even registering an error code, right? Your, your heart can get so clogged towards God that you won't even repent. You'll be so deep in sin and still not repenting. So it's like God is waiting and waiting for us to repent, waiting for us to turn it around. And finally, he sends someone, right, to say, all right, you've got an error code. David was furious. As surely as the Lord lives, he vowed, any man who would do such a thing deserves to die. He must repay four lambs to this poor man for the one he stole and for having no pity. Then Nathan said to David, you are that man. The Lord, the God of Israel says, I anointed you king of Israel and saved you from the power of Saul. I gave you your master's house and his wives and the kingdom of Israel and Judah. And if that had not been enough, I would have given you more, given you much, much more. Why then have you despised the word of the Lord and done this horrible deed? For you have murdered Uriah the Hittite with the sword of the Ammonites and stolen his wife. From this time on, your family will live by the sword because you have despised me by taking Uriah's wife to be your own. There's a beautiful psalm, and it's Psalm 51. What psalm is it? Read Psalm 51, the whole thing when you get home. 
But the title of this series is called Clean Heart, Right Spirit. So this psalm is when David repented to God for what he had done, all right? And in verse 10, well, let's start with verse 7. It says this, purify me from my sins and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me. Now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Church, say this with me. Create in me a clean heart. Oh God, renew a right spirit within me. Let's stand to our feet. The last story is a story of the priest found in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 12 through 36. The sons of the priest Eli were wicked men who had no respect for the Lord or their priestly duties. They would steal the best meat brought for sacrifice to eat for themselves. They seduced and had relations with women who worked at the entrance of the tabernacle. And Eli, their father, this is a family of priests, he knew what was happening and did absolutely nothing. Did absolutely nothing. So we, we, we see now what a wandering heart looks like in a son. What a wandering heart looks like in a king and what a wandering heart looks like in a priest. And if we had wandering hearts at all, because none of us are perfect, none of us are perfect, but in those three roles that we play in the kingdom of God, sons, kings, and priests, if our heart is clogged anywhere, then our work will not be done, our work will not be found to be faithful. And before we cross over into this next year, we've got to make sure that our hearts are right before God. And you don't have to do seven backflips or give $1,000. There's nothing crazy you have to do naturally. It just takes a prayer. It just takes you saying, Lord, you, you got to be real now. David refused to repent. So you cannot go into 2024 refusing to repent. We've got to be willing to say, God, I got some stuff wrong in 2023. I see some error codes back there. If I'm real with myself, there were some error codes. And the pastor has brought them out as you have given him in your word. But in Joshua chapter 3, verses 3 through 5, in verse 5, Joshua tells the people this before they cross over the river Jordan. Then Joshua told the people, purify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. Church, can you say Tomorrow. Come on, tomorrow is a brand new year. And we're believing that God is going to do some great works among us, but we've got to make sure our hearts are clean before him. If we got it wrong in 2023, if we make no changes, we'll get it wrong in 2024 again. So we're asking God to give us, a, create in us a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us. And here's the why, church. Revelation chapter 22 Verses 10 through 15 say this. This is John talking about the revelation that Jesus gave him. Then he instructed me, do not seal up the prophetic words in this book, for the time is near. Let the one who is doing harm continue to do harm. Let the one who is vile continue to be vile. 
Let the one who is righteous continue to live righteously. Let the one that's holy continue to be holy. Look, I am coming soon, bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes. Blessed are who? Those who do what? Wash their robes. 2023, we're not perfect, so I think we might have got a couple stains on our robe in 2023. In 2023, I'm sure we may have got a couple wrinkles on our robe in 2023, but we can fix it right now. Before we cross over into this new year, we can fix it now and say, God, would you look at my heart? And would you forgive me, God? Would you look at the error codes, Lord? And would you reset me, God? Would you clean out my vents? Would you allow me to have a a pure heart before you? Verse 14 again, blessed are those who wash their robes. They will be permitted to enter through the gates of the city and eat the fruit from the tree of life. But outside the city are the dogs the sorcerers, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idol worshipers, and all who live a lie. So if any of those things are in our hearts, if you struggle with lust, anger, bitterness, jealousy, there's still people you haven't forgiven. Not only did you not forgive them in 2023, this happened in 2017 or 2008 or 1984. You still carry these things clogging your heart. You got to let those things go. Because when you stand before God, he needs to see Jesus. Do you hear what I'm saying? When you stand before God, he needs to see Jesus. And Jesus is the one that takes away the sins of the world. It's the blood of Jesus that we wash our robes in. It's the blood of Jesus that we say, Lord, forgive me of all of my sins and trespasses. You know the condition of my heart, and I don't want to be like this. You need to hear me, church. You can't fix yourself. You can't fix yourself. No matter what you do, you won't be able to wash the robe white. Only his blood cleanses us. Let's bow our heads. Father, in a couple of moments, I'm going to give each person the opportunity to to stand right where they are and pray.